From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Amy Keene, and this is FT News. China's appetite for acquiring overseas companies experienced a major setback this week as regulatory fears got in the way of two potential takeovers and highlighted the obstacles in striking deals with Chinese companies. U.S. M&A correspondent James Fontanella-Khan joins me to discuss. Hi, James. Hi, Amy. So let's just start with the two deals that fell apart this week. One was with Fosun International, the Chinese conglomerate, and the other with the state-backed group, uh, I believe, China Resources. That's correct. So, well, um, let's take them separately. Fosun was trying to um, acquire a stake, which was on sale from an Israeli company called Delic, which was trying to sell a financial services asset in the U.S. called Phoenix. Uh, That fell apart. They didn't really go into much detail on why the deal fell apart. They said that they couldn't reach an agreement. It's important to mention that a previous deal that like Delic tried to close earlier on fell apart. But there's a sense that there was some kind of regulatory hurdle. Right, some speculation yes, that it was regulatory. That, but that's all we know for the time being. But then there's the other deal, which I think kind of tells us is kind of a bit more interesting and indicative of the general mood that you have in, in the U.S. at least. And that was like Fairchild... Uh, uh, semiconductors, which is a chip maker, as the name tells us, uh, rejected a a higher offer that was um, put forward by a Chinese company, which is, as you said, China Resources, together with with another Chinese state-backed fund, reject a deal which was higher than the one that was offered by a U.S. rival, and and that's kind of peculiar because usually, you know, in an M and A deal, you go with whoever offers you the, the highest amount of money, right? But in this case, the, the company Fairchild deemed the offer to be too risky. Again, they didn't really specify what regulatory concerns they had. But the sense is that they have a fear that U.S. regulators who monitor national security interests might say, uh, this deal with you know, chip makers, like these are chips that might go in your mobile or whatnot. This is not safe and we will not let it go through. This didn't actually happen. They kind of expect this to potentially be a risk. So, right, so preemptively went with uh, another offer. Correct. So let's talk about that regulatory body for a second. It's called, in the U.S., it's called the Committee on Foreign Investment in U.S. Can you explain like the review process and perhaps some of the national security concerns or that they're thinking of when reviewing some of these deals? Absolutely. So the U.S. regulator is, is basically concerned on making sure that any deal has purely a commercial kind of interest rather than having a kind of hidden national security or in, in the case of a foreign company backed by a foreign state, if there's any interest of buying an asset to spy on somebody or to harm any of America's interests. So in this case, when you have, especially when you have like a Chinese state-backed company, this this body re- reviews the deal and thinks, well, is this like are they doing this because they want to kind of expand in the U.S. or they want to build and grow in the U.S. or are they actually doing this because they want to start kind of spying on a military base or uh, hacking people's phones and so forth? So, James, some of these Chinese companies have massive debt. Could that be used against them in any way? That's a very good point, Amy. I mean. The problem with a lot of these Chinese companies is, yes, they are very indebted. We don't know exactly how indebted they are. There's, we can't really say that they're very transparent companies. We don't know who controls them. So this could well be used against them from from regulators say, hey, guys, we don't know who these guys are. And like a lot of these funds are kind of a mystery to, to investors and, and regulators and politicians in, in the U.S. So all of this begs the question of viability for a major deal that was announced a couple weeks ago. That's uh, ChemChina. I believe it was a $44 billion bid for uh, the Swiss agribusiness uh, Syngenta, Correct. which obviously has a major presence in the U.S. What's the consensus on well, whether or not this deal is going to go through? Well, this is like 
China's largest outbound deal ever. So obviously this will be scrutinized in great detail, not only in, in, in Europe where Syngenta is a Swiss company, so there'll be a very big European regulatory aspect to this, but it's even very important here in the US. And, you know, there's a whole big theme about food security and there's a fear in, in Washington that the Chinese, that ChemChina has bought this to kind of push forward the Chinese government's food security agenda. Again, that is a sensitive matter. Food is, you know, <laughs> the basis of, of life. So it, obviously they're going to be looking at this in, in great depth. The Chinese buyer said immediately, look, this is like a, 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 just a, a purely commercial opportunity. They are, yes, they want to expand. Chinese companies have been looking to expand for some time. They want to become more global as much as American companies are very global mm-hmm. and are present in, in many parts of, of, the, of the world. So it's, it's going to be an interesting fight and I, I, you know, it's not going to be a smooth deal by any means. So just to take a step back for a second from some of these specific deals, what's the rush uh, for some of these Chinese companies in acquiring so many overseas assets? Well, there has been a bit of, a, of an M&A spree, if you want, or wave. Partly is because the Chinese economy is, is slowing down at the moment and a lot of the Chinese companies are cash rich and they have a kind of a mandate from their uh, government at home to kind of expand, buy assets, quality assets ab- abroad, buy resources abroad, precisely to kind of meet many of the demands which mm-hmm. are kind of growing in China. Mm-hmm. And at a time when the economy is kind of not growing as fast as it has been over the past three decades. On the other hand, the, the, the Chinese currency is also devaluating. So you want to kind of secure these assets right. abroad. Some safer before, Yeah, exactly. And diversify uh, your business. On the other hand, a lot of people we've spoken to said this is not just happening because of the current macroeconomic conditions. Chinese companies have been looking to buy assets abroad for quite some time. It's just that they're getting even better at it mm-hmm. because they've been doing it for some time. And, and so now they're kind of getting also more aggressive, more they, they get a better sense of how bidding processes work. And and, you know, they have the money to, to, to win assets. So given that this isn't going to slow down, but we've got some potential major hurdles in terms of U.S. regulation, perhaps also uh, in Europe and other countries, how are some of these these proposed takeovers, how are they viewed by other countries? Can you give me a sense of how European regulators are looking at this, even perhaps Australian or other countries? Absolutely. Well, it, it, it always depends from country to country. This is a, I spoke to um, a number of like bankers and like lawyers who have been looking at this space. And there is a sense that like America is somewhat more protectionist than Europe is, for example. Or you mentioned Australia, where I remember like during the post 2008 there was a, a rush of chinese companies buying mines in 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 australia to kind of partly you know boost their energy demands uh, or feed their energy demands at back at home especially coal there's a sense that europe there's there's a crisis which has been going on for a long time in europe across from north to south and therefore europe can't really be that picky these days the us economy is much more robust not great, but definitely more robust than the European. And, and the U.S. is somewhat more concerned about the motives of some of these deals carried out by the Chinese. Um, China, which we've talked about, uh, you know, bought Syngenta, which is in Switzerland. But, you know, a year earlier, well, the previous biggest deal was in Italy, where they bought Pirelli, which is a well-known tire company. Uh, and, and, you know, they're going to be doing more and more of these deals. 
And bankers say, you know, if the Americans keep on erecting walls and kind of coming up with sometimes legitimate concerns, but at times it's just an excuse, they will start kind of just focusing on spending their money in Europe and, and the U.S. might be losing out. Well, much more to come. Just yesterday, there was that proposal from the Chinese group of investors looking to acquire the Chicago Stock Exchange. So this won't end anytime soon. Absolutely. Well, you can read more on this topic at FT.com. Thanks, James. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. 